Oh my god. He looks so good. A monster. He's allowed to be a monster. They they just wandered into a war zone and they have no idea what they're doing. I don't care what he can do. There's too many rings. So yeah, we actually see his ship here. You can see, oh, that's his crashed ship in the background there. So we're already starting to see his like escape plan. And he's destroyed. He's destroyed. He's so pissed. You're all dead to me. Right. I love this villain. Um, he's gonna stomp on everybody. Yep, and and now we're certain we gotta ask like, what is this war that's going on? Like, who's fighting? Seriously, who? it looks messy. It's messy. Bless this mess. Oh, and hey, we <laughs> want to thank NordVPN for sponsoring our show today. More on them in a bit. But welcome back to New Rockstars. Quantum Mania drops the Ant-Man family into a quantum realm that's overtaken by war. A war not started by Scott Lang and his family, but one that Kang might use him to finish. What was this war? What is it being fought over? Who are the warring factions? Who's gonna win? Quantumania! Quantumania! <laughs> Sometimes I have to listen to you say it first and then I'll know how to say it. Sometimes I write it one way and I forget how I intended to say it, so it's just oh. kind of a, a mess. Quantum mayonnaise? Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> This is Inside Marvel. It's Inside Marvel, New Rockstar's weekly Marvel reaction show. I'm Eric Voss, I'm back from my honeymoon. I'm so happy to be back on the show with Jessica Clemens and MT. Hello, mm. friends. Dude, how was the honeymoon, man? Oh, it was wild. Um, we, I found another multiversal Eric who could just enjoy himself and relax by a pool. <laughs> didn't know he existed, but he's out he's there out somewhere. There. I'm glad you had a good I time, I didn't know bro. you were on I had a great time. I thought but... you were just on a vacation again. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, nice. Just taking a break. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did a thing where we were going to go over the holidays, but instead I worked through the holidays, and it's like, Jenny, we didn't want to go to Costa Rica when there's going to be a bunch of kids there, but you know what? It doesn't matter, because the first two weeks of January, there's apparently a lot of parents who are like, who cares if our kid misses school? We're going to Costa Rica anyway. So a lot of kids. Oh, but you know, geez. the kids were all nice. Nice kids. Only a bit of splashing by okay. the side bar. Can't complain too much. It's now Quantumania season, everybody. We're, we're getting almost like daily drops of like little promos. It's almost getting a little borderline spoilery, but Kevin Feige himself is even like, all right, he just wants his ship. He wants his ship, all right? Who cares? We're not... Who cares about spoiling anymore? But that's, I think, honestly, <laughs> they, they want to entice people to see this. They might be a little worried that people aren't going to see this movie. We're all going to show up in full force. Don't worry. I oh, got yeah. my ticket already. Did you guys get your tickets? I did. I got mine for 7 p.m. at the Dolby. I had to get it in Dolby or IMAX. So that's why I'm seeing it at 7 p.m. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would have saw it at like 4 yeah. and nice. skipped out on work. But yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go, man. Well, we're going to today be talking about the latest news about Quantum Mania, specifically that the Quantum Realm is apparently at war. And we're going to be asking who's fighting whom in that war? What side is Scott going to be on in it? I assume he's going to switch sides at some point. Uh, but be sure to head over to NewRockstarsMerch.com and grab yourselves all kinds of uh, merch from shirts and hoodies, stickers, pins, hats. Uh, we're going to have some new shirts inspired by uh, Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania, so uh, stay tuned for that. Yes, the designs are dope. Yeah, they look really cool. So, uh, the question today, what is this Quantum Realm war all about? Why is the Quantum Realm at war? Um, and uh, I think everyone saw this, but uh, when the Quantum Mania trailer released last week, MT, by the way, you did such a good job breaking down that trailer. Oh, I love thank you. <laughs> So good. Like your theories Thanks. are amazing. But there was this one press release that came out with some interesting tidbits about the plot. And I'm quoting the press release here. It says, with Scott and Cassie pulled in one direction and Hope, Janet, and Hank pulled in another, they are lost in a world at war with no idea how or if they'll ever find their way home again. A world at war. 
imply that they're mm. all they kind of stumble into a war zone. And we've seen flashes of this war in the trailers, Kang's army and its fleet mobilizing, Kang looking out over the quantum realm, watching his fighters getting shot down. And uh, we also learned a bit more about the cast, giving us a sense of who the different power factions are in the quantum realm, potentially who is at war here. Uh, we got Lord Krylar, that's gonna be Bill Murray's character. He's listed as the governor of Axia, A-X-I-A, which is a, a bizarre and cushy community within the quantum realm. So it sounds like, I don't know, the Eagleton of quantum realm, or like uh, <laughs> the, the Bel Air of quantum realm, the Presidio Heights of quantum realm, the, I don't know, what is it in Manhattan? Um, I don't Manhattan? know. Manhattan? Upper Manhattan? Um, I don't know. Everything's rich to me. Yeah, I'm poor. I, mean, <laughs> I want to go to the Pawnee of the quantum realm, please. Send me there. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, no. Better breakfast there, I think. I think that guy with the spindly head at the cafe, that's mm. that's a JJ's okay, diner. JJ. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, so, uh, you know, with Bill Murray's character, it says, call him cowardly or self-centered. Krylar unapologetically enjoys the high life. His status grants him expensive meals, exotic cocktails, top-notch transportation aboard his huge pleasure yacht. It seems he and Janet are old acquaintances, but the details are vague, and she'd like to keep it that way. Then we got Katie O'Brien's character, who's playing Gentora, J-E-N-T-O-R-R-A. Uh, described as the strong and respected leader of the Freedom Fighters. She's just called the Freedom Fighters. They didn't come up with a better name. Just Freedom Fighters. There's no time. Um, like we got Fireflies in The Last of Us. You could have picked what something. What was in Hawkeye is the Flag Smashers. <laughs> Equally, not that great of a name. Yeah. Um, yeah. A little bit better than Freedom Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> the Flag Smashers were the uh, Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I said Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I meant Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You guys, it's early. Yeah. Well, the Hawkeye had the tracksuits. We could have gotten the, the tracksuits were kind of Freedom Fighters in their own right, I think. Uh, and that name was superb. Basically. That name was great. Yeah, you can't fault that. Um, but this a group of freedom fighters is described as a group of displaced inhabitants in the quantum realm whose lives were turned upside down by Kang. Jentora doesn't have time for Scott Cassie and their problems, and worse, their presence alone puts Jentora's crew in grave danger. We actually got a photo of Jentora that just came out. And we learned that William Jackson Harper, our man from uh, The Good Place and from Midsommar, he's so good. He's playing a character named Quaz or Quaze who's, uh, all we know about him is that he's a telepath. And we got a photo of him from Empire as well, uh, with Jentora to the right of him. Um, so we got a couple warring factions here, different power players in this conflict. We got Lord Krylard, Bill Murray, who seems like the sitting government or whatever, some kind of like oligarch figurehead of at least the rich community. Um, we got Kang, who seems to be an invading threat uh, against whatever the status quo is. Then we got the freedom fighters who were basically stirred up by Kang and whatever he's doing forming a kind of grassroots uh, guerrilla militia, militia. And then we got the Ant-Man family coming in, throwing a wrench into all of this. So we got to ask ourselves, what is the quantum realm war being fought over? The, gen uh, the description for Gentora says that the lives of her and the freedom fighters were turned upside down by Kang. And to me, that sounds like, you know, in any kind of war or conflict, farmers or settlers uh, whose land might've been taken over by mining or eminent domain, manufacturing, manufacturing industrialization. Like imagine Saruman displacing the Ents in Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. you know, You're just mm. like uh, so. All the ants, uh, it's like basically Ant Men and the and the Hobbit, Quantum Mentia. I'm forcing this here. Um, <laughs> well, uh, one thing I've been cooking up for this uh, for a deep dive that I'm doing on the new channel is uh, this idea that Kang might be after Quantum Ore because we know Sylvie was digging for Quantum Ore 
uh, and that that could be basically the fuel that Kang and Kangs in the future use to power all their technology. And maybe we're seeing it at its root uh, of quantum particles that could be the same root raw material for Pym particles. So he's trying to like dig all this up in the quantum realm for some kind of raw energy state or something like that. Um, that's just me theorizing. But I'm wondering if like you got Lord Krylar, he was supposed to watch over Kang, keep him trapped in the quantum realm. That was his job. He's like kind of the warden. Uh, but over the years, Kang won Krylar's trust and offered his technological services as a master of arms or a master of technology, but all this time secretly planning to overthrow Krylar and escape the quantum realm. And he created, uh, but this, these efforts created a new enemy of freedom fighters who have stopped Kang from gathering enough of his fuel resource. So Kang's like, damn it, what do I do? But then Scott Lang arrives with his refined pin particles, giving Kang a shortcut to get out of here. Uh, because I think Kang needs to use pin particles to shrink whatever weapon or, or, or resource so that it can be stolen and put in a, in a fuel chamber source for his ship. I, I went to a lot of theory places. What do you guys think is going on with this war? Oh my god. It... It, I, I talked about this on the break room briefly, I think, or maybe it was right there. I, I, it could have been anywhere that I think Lord Kryler has something that's needed. And maybe it's that maybe it's a situation, but I think he still has something that's needed and it's protected. And Kang has kind of worked closely with him. And so did Janet at one point, but no one else can really get behind those bars, if that makes sense. I just it's like I mm -hmm. understand that he's like a sitting government, but the idea of him having the pleasure yacht and just being like a rich person with a lot of money, that's just like. I'm having fun. I'm living a very lavish life. I'm like, okay, so you have something that's important, something worth taking over. So there's something you're hiding there that I think Kang needs a part of as well, not just the pin particles or mm. what Ant-Man has. So I want to believe that there's something mm. behind those bars that he has to get into that is really hard to break into, mm. but I could be also wrong. No, I, I do think that there is something to, that with mining that is going to be big in this movie. And like, it's going to be something to do with like mining this like quantum energy mm. that um is like a really, really big resource. And I, I feel like this entire movie is sort of like a, um what, what, what do you call it? Like a, um, a warning for the future of the MCU. Like this is what Kang is going to do to the macroverse when he gets out. And um like, oh, you see all these warring factions. Like this is like, sort of like what what is going to happen to the MCU and like with with Krylar um I think with him we're going to see him being mirrored um with like this quantum energy race that is teasing at, at Ant-Man 2. Um I think that he might be like um, on a microverse level someone that benefited from mining this mining this quantum energy source and um you know but like he's like sort of like it's sort of messed up because like he's helping Kang. So like he's fueling Kang's um, enterprise by giving him this energy source. So like, I don't know. I feel like what we're seeing in the quantum realm, this whole war um, between like, um, I feel like Kang is just taking over these areas and he wants to take over the entire quantum realm before he goes off and he goes, does his own thing. Do you think he's higher than everybody else in the quantum realm? Then everybody works underneath Kang. It just seems like when you have a team of only five people and yeah. every scene we've seen in the trailer is you alone, I'm like, who is really with you? <laughs> see, I think the way I see it is similar to like the history, the, the French Revolution, or really like the years after the French Revolution. So you have like the sitting government, the monarchy, the Marie Antoinette, so let them eat cake. That That's a uh, cake. I don't speak <laughs> in English, but um, the uh, that's Lord Krylar. He's the oligarch. You know, he's uh, disconnected from his people. Then you have overweight in the shadows. You got Napoleon. 
Napoleon came in the years after the French Revolution, kind of reestablished France as an empire and a military dictatorship. But I think Kang is the Napoleon of the situation. He's kind of he's building his his warring faction, his war machine. And then you have basically the the poor displaced revolutionaries on the ground level who just make any kind of governance impossible because they're like, none of you are listening to us right now. You're taking our land. You're burning our farms. Screw you. So it kind of makes it the, the the quantum realm impossible to govern. I don't think Kang is in power yet, but I think he has, he's like quietly palpatining oh, his clone army. Makes, yeah. And also getting them all to fight each other. It's like they're doing the work I don't have to do until the very end when I need to get out. Yeah. So as long as they're yeah. all dealing with themselves, right. I'll show up eventually. I mean, uh, history nerds know that there was definitely a period between the, the 1989 French Revolution and when Napoleon took over. But we're really talking about a period of like, I think, 12 years or so. But there was like a temporary government in between where it was like radical, like uh, revolutionaries who were beheading people in the streets in the name of like uh, democracy and things like that. Things got really crazy in France for like a decade there at the end of the 18th century. It's awesome. Read up on it. I need obviously. You said <laughs> You said 1989. Oh, 1989. And I was like, right. holy shit. Uh, it's the, <laughs> the, 19, the 80s were wild. 1789. But you know what? 1989, pretty wild, too. You had um, uh, Little Mermaid came out. Um, the wall came down. Beheadings. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting? When you think about wars uh, throughout history, they're usually fought over the same kinds of things. You got wars over natural yeah. resources, including land. Uh, you got right. wars over religion that were fought. You got wars over right. like uh, ethnic and racism yeah. and that kind of stuff like that, different like uh, strife there. So like of these three, I kind of feel like any of them could be the option. I don't get a sense of a lot of religion in the quantum realm, but I do get a sense of like natural resources and land. I feel like that's going to yeah. be the thing. Wealth and natural resources, are which is interesting oh, yeah, because sure. it's like, we talked about this on the break room yesterday, whether or not Kang is going to try to destroy the quantum realm once he's out. And we were like, yeah. what's going to, because these are all people, mm. they're, they're not only just like people that were born within the quantum realm, they're humans that are now trapped in the quantum realm. So it's like, what is it going to take to do any of the situation? What does it mean towards the end when you guys are realizing like, oh, we were fighting over these minuscule things and this man's trying to destroy all that we know and love? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I would imagine Kang would hate the quantum realm. He's like someone who was, they finally found a prison that could yes. trap him. He never wants to get stuck down there again. It's like when a mouse escapes a mouse trap, he always destroys it. Is that true? No, I, just I was like, that's <laughs> no, not I true. That that's not true. I believed it for a second. I was like, in what world does the mouse have the power to destroy the trap? Uh <laughs> hey, here's a road theory. Do we think the rat that freed Scott from the quantum realm was being uh, puppeted by Kang? Oh, fun. I like that theory more than oh my god, god. Uh, whatever that me that fake metaphor. <laughs> in a way, was. I suppose. What happens when the trap? <laughs> yes, they say that mice can unlock themselves from the traps. I hate that. <laughs> I just pulled a um, what's this? A Miles from uh, Glass yeah. Onion. You just say and something with enough I confidence. I believe you for a like, second okay. until I questioned it out loud. Thank God I did. Otherwise, I'd have been like, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I read that once. <laughs> you repeated to someone else, and they're like, "What are you, what talking, are you talking about?" about? <laughs> I don't think he can destroy. This is going back, but I, I don't think he's gonna com completely destroy the quantum realm. And I think that's where Ant Man comes into play and realizes what he did, where he really did when he's like, "I will take whatever it takes to get my family together, and then also let, not make this man get out." He's gonna try to protect the remaining lives in the quantum realm, and Kang is going to get out essentially. 
uh, while that is happening yeah. in play. Yeah. But mm, I, yeah, I don't think the quantum realm can be destroyed. But we I think don't that it's, know. A, it's a crucial part of reality it, <laughs> that I. Uh, that's what I we said about the rainforest of tea. Stop it, Eric. <laughs> Eric, no more. No more of these metaphors. Too true. That's what we said about the rainforest. Bolsonaro proved us wrong there. But no, I I, I think that like it's too crucial part of reality. Um, it's like the root of like all of MCU existence. So like I feel like you can't fully destroy it. You can kill a lot of people. But that's the but, thing. But like just destroy what the whole you, realm. The, uh, it's it is it is needed. Big. It is needed. The quantum realm is very important. But I think the situation of them changing it from the mm-hmm. microverse to like the quantum realm from the comics, they're like, we need to retcon a lot of situations. We need to retcon the fact that there is more mm-hmm. realms within the microverse. We need to retcon a lot of stuff. And we they made it so well, they, they made it so we only know Sorry. what we've learned from Ant-Man, that only what Hank Pym and Lawrence Fishburne has told us. So I'm like, what happens when we turn it mm-hmm. into the nowhere head? And we just hollow it out and it's just an empty <laughs> vessel that no one can enter anymore. And there's nothing there. This is this is getting deep. And so I for one episode Ooh, of the Bright Room, I, I had to study uh, physics to understand the quantum realm. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I want you to know that I didn't even pass algebra two in high school. So this <laughs> made no sense for me to be studying. I don't understand how boxes work, That's let so alone funny. physics. I mean, like, you have to be a nuclear physicist to be on the break yeah. room, I hear. So, like, Me? that's what I heard. Get it, get, get your stuff hey, together. Algebra 2 is hard. I could get through geometry. Algebra 2 throws a wrench at you in quarter three, where it's like, okay, now we're going to do vectors in Sokotoa. And I'm like, screw you with Sokotoa. I don't want to do this. Sokotoa? Yeah, sine over cosine, cosine over tangent, that that kind of stuff. <laughs> Sokotoa? What is that so? What is. No, I'm not going to say anything. But that sounds like a historical figure from America's past. Coming out of my mouth, it sounds defensive. It sounds like like a colonial Williamsburg tour guide who's like, I'm allowed to say this because I'm appreciating the history of it. So That that sounds like somebody that was at the first Thanksgiving. Uh, That's all I'll say there. Uh, (laughs) In Jacksonville, Florida, they taught us SOCATOA, which is like, it's an acronym standing for like sine over, you know, sine, cosine, and tangent. They all relate to each other Mm. in different ways and a different yeah oh whatever i regret everything <laughs> but it was hard that bar was hard for me calculus was easier for me than that yeah. was because you know you don't have to That's memorize about stuff, geometry but you have to memorize sokotoa <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's math down with math um up with not math that's what i say <laughs> put that on shirt <laughs> Uh, well, uh, we have an, uh, more about Quantumania we want to get into. But first, we want to thank our sponsors of this episode. Uh, thank you to NordVPN for sponsoring this episode. We watch a lot of movies and series here at New Rockstars. One thing that makes the process of streaming all that content better is NordVPN. With NordVPN, you can change your virtual location with just one click, which t- which makes it easier to find streaming platforms at a lower price. Uh, we can even access platforms that aren't available in the United States. With just one click, you can choose from over 5,400 servers in 16 countries. That way, we never miss out on our favorite content, whether we're at home or traveling. And if you're worried that NordVPN might cause buffering when you're watching content, fear not. NordVPN provides amazing speed thanks to NordLinks. 
so you can stream securely without bandwidth throttling. NordVPN's benefits and features go way beyond improving your streaming experience. You can also access games and discounts only available in other regions and block malware-ridden websites while you explore securely. We encourage you to try NordVPN for yourself. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com marvel to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus four additional months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash marvel for an exclusive discount plus four months for free. We also want to thank TurboTax for sponsoring this episode. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes a lullaby. Hope not taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right, guaranteed, so you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax. Full service products only. Video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. All right, getting back to Quantumania here. Uh, I have a, a weird take that I want to throw at the two of you. The character of Cassie Lang. They did something really weird. They recast Emma Furman as Catherine Newton. And you know what? Justice for Emma Furman. Emma Furman did a great job in that scene in Endgame, and they just brought in Catherine Newton. I don't know why. I would have been okay with Emma Furman as our as our stature. But in this trailer, they bring back Abby Ryder Fordson, which almost feels like a diss to Emma to Catherine Newton. It's like, let this young actor move on. Why can't Scott just get over the fact that his daughter's older? He's not saying I missed the five years. I missed my little baby girl when I could pick her up and she didn't go to jail. It's yes. weird. It's yes, a little weird. I agree. So do we think, is this intentional? Is Cassie Lang going to be the first MCU character who exists as multi-casted different actor variants? And all three of these young women will be playing Cassie Lang and the multiverse going forward. MT, didn't you say, did you say this? MT, did you pitch this? Uh, I, I did. I do think that we are going to see uh, little Cassie again in this okay. movie. I think that seeing her in the trailer usually means that, like, we also got the actor to come back. Um, like, well, for example, seeing Tom Holland um, in, um, in an Endgame. It's like, I see a picture, I'm like, oh yeah, if we see a picture of Tom Holland, then he's probably in this movie. Um, he's going to come back. So like, I think that we're going to see a, a variant or, or a, he, we're going to see Scott go back in time to actually get to say goodbye to um, to little Cassie. So we might see Abby Ryder Fortson again. Emma Furman, I do not think, I, I like this idea of Emma Furman coming back as a variant. That'd be really fun. I would love to see that um, play into like the multiverse narrative. Um, but like, I don't, I don't know if she's back in this movie. It would be cool, but like, it would be kind of weird. People would be kind of confused. Like, wait, you were in Endgame, but now we have her. So like, why are you here? I'm just saying, MT, there are, there are, 
are uh, Endgame is like the second biggest movie of all time. There's gonna be more people who think of Scott Lang's daughter as Emma Furman than people true. who think Catherine Newton. This is. is true. Okay, so I said last time we talked about Cassie Lang, which I've said like three times, you guys, and I know you guys kind of hate it, but I'm gonna say it one more time. I think Cassie's gonna die, and I think she's gonna ca- die, and she's gonna be resurrected. I don't think it, I don't <laughs> think she's gonna you? die for good. I think that's just the justification of like, hey, if you want your daughter back, I can give you more time. I can bring her back. Uh, I just need you to do one little thing for me and I'll bring her back. I think that's ultimately what he's really going for. And that's why she can get out of the quantum realm, come back in in costume. But someone someone Mm. was like, what if this Cassie Lang is just a variant? What if he kills this 616 Cassie Lang and brings in a Cassie Lang from a different place? And I was like, oh, Mm. I would love that. So the situation is like that situation, very stretch. I understand, but could possibly give way to why we would have multiple Cassie Langs. And this would be an easy justification instead of just being like, we changed the actor. Like you can, you can do that with, um, with, um, Don Cheadle's character, because I think it was so long ago that Iron Man, we kind of were just like, uh, yeah, we'll just switch it up. But now it's like, you could just say it's the multiverse. You can say there's a different version of her right. and we can just address it as that. Yep. And I think that's fine. I think that's completely fine. So you're saying we're going to get a fourth Cassie Lang played by Henry Cavill? Uh, yes. How did you know? <laughs> I said Ben Affleck is coming in also. <laughs> he ain't doing nothing. Ben Why not? Ben Affleck. Dun- Dunkin' Donuts, Dan. <laughs> no, I want to I wanna Don Cheadle uh, Cassie Lang. That would be amazing. Um, I want to uh, Don Cheadle Cassie Lang. Like, I want a whole Cheadle verse. We have a spider verse. Let's do a cheetle verse. And every time he plays a variant, he goes, it's me. I'm here. Get, get over it. Move on. Yeah, over exactly. I love that. <laughs> but we can't get over it every time. I Don. love that idea. I think it's. That was such a great. I love that text. theory. I think it's a great idea. I think it's easily justified if you just say it's a multiverse. And it just like we know we're going to like, OK, so Secret Wars, you're going to start just throwing everybody in. Right. You're going to just start throwing people from different places. Oh, yeah. in. So might as well start that now with being like how easy and seamlessly it has to be for us to like throw someone in from a different timeline. Um, the baby one. Yeah, she's got to make her come back. Emma Furman. I don't think she'll make her come back, but I think this will be her justification. Now, I would imagine the the baby Cassie played by Abby Ryder Fortson is probably a bit older now, right? They shot Quantumania in 2017. It's now 2023. She's and probably like she's at the. I think she's like teenage. 56 now. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, when you're aging that much, it shows that you are a, like you are a tween now. So she is definitely not the yeah. daddy. Like <laughs> I love it. I hate it. Dude, I, love I, I miss little. I really miss little Cassie. Like she did such a great job in those she movies. I'm like, oh look at Scott and his daughter. This is so adorable. You guys are so cute together. And like, I miss that dynamic. Like uh, it's gonna be weird. She was too old to have a Thomas the Tank Engine train set though. That's this weird. This is How true. For a little girl to have a Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, anyone, anyone at any yo, age. Thomas the Tank Engine is creepy. Thomas creepy the Tank Engine concept. is only for little boys ages Y'all three through six. haven't seen Bullet Train, where he is like 33 years old with a Thomas the Tank That's Engine. right. That's true. He loves Thomas That's the right. Tank Engine. That's right. He's so good in that movie. Can that movie win all the Oscars? Can just Brian God, Tyree Henry like, get yeah, every Tyree. award? Because I love him. 
He's so good. <laughs> and the two of them, him and Aaron Taylor Johnson, were so my favorite part of that movie. I thought they were so good. All right, we will leave it there for this episode of Inside Marvel. It's so good to be back with the two of you. Um, you can follow Jessica at Lulu underscore Clemens. You can follow MT at Master Tammy. You can follow me at EA Voss. Be sure to subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. If you're uh, so inclined, we'd love if you could pre-subscribe over to the Deep Dive channel. Some fun stuff playing over there. Um, but I can't wait to uh, explore Quantumania season and Phase 5 with the two of you on Inside Marvel every week. It's so yes, good to be back. This is going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. All right, we'll see everyone next week. Bye-bye, Bye. everybody. Bye.